In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Within the walls of sanctuaries throughout the world, at any given time, many Christians are either sitting next to a previous Gomer, or within their homes they are living with one. They are definitely sharing the same buses, boardrooms, or lunch counters with a Gomer. Whatever the case, there are Gomers in our midst. They are all around us, and we, the body of Christ, have a responsibility to them and an accountability to God. Therefore, we must do something about it. We must do something about the gomers of our society, about the gomers of our world. That, people, was um, a paragraph that I read from a book called Who's Going to Get Gomer, written by uh, Pastor Janice Fontaine, a lady that I had the privilege to meet out here in the D.C. area. I've been talking to you a little bit about her book since I read the book. And uh, she's reminding us and letting those of us that are Christians, those of us that are involved in ministry, those of us that have churches and sanctuaries and say that we're called of the Lord, she's reminding us that within our churches, there are many broken people. There are many people who have broken lives, broken hearts. They've been abused. They've abused themselves. They have abused others. They are broken. But this message is reminding us that that is who Christ died for. He, he came for the broken hearted. He came to bind up the broken hearted. He came to heal the wounded. He came to deliver us all from the bondage of sin. You might be asking yourself, okay, who is Gomer? What is a Gomer? If you have not been tuning in with us, 
I'll tell you that Gomer was a prostitute that was mentioned in, talked about in the Bible, in the book of Hosea. Hosea was a man of God, and God actually told Hosea, even though he was a man of God, he actually instructed him to rescue Gomer, rescue this prostitute from her lifestyle. He instructed him to marry her. Now, God used this as an example. He doesn't tell us all to do that, but he used Hosea as an example. And he wanted Hosea to be the example of the love of God. The love of God that in spite mankind's condition, in spite of the children of Israel's condition, in spite of Israel's unfaithfulness to God, when it came to serving idols, when it came to worshiping idol gods and following after the pattern of the heathens and following after the pattern of the ungodly, the, uh, the carnal-minded like so many people who profess to be Christians are doing now, following after the world and the things of the world and desiring to be like the world, look like the world, dress like the world, behave like the world, act like the world, trust in the same things that the world trusts in. In spite of Israel's unfaithfulness, because God called it whoring, he called it whoring because they were unfaithful to him. As a nation, they were committing adultery because they were unfaithful to him. So in spite of their whoring, in spite of Israel behaving like a prostitute, God wanted to show his love for Israel. He wanted to show Israel that he loved Israel and that he was willing to do what he had to do to restore Israel. So this is a reminder to us people, and, and I want to emphasize and stress that this is why I'm talking about the whole subject of prostitution. This tonight is part three of our topic on prostitution. And I'm not talking about this subject just because I want to um, simply shed light on it, or nor do I want to criticize and condemn because the Word of God lets us know that we're condemned already if we're living in sin. We're already condemned. But Jesus said, I didn't come to the world to condemn the world because the world's already condemned. He said, but I came that the world through me might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So I'm shedding light on this subject and this topic of prostitution and the effects of prostitution and the history of prostitution and how it is a part of mankind's uh, way of doing things and the nature of mankind is to fulfill the lust of the flesh which is against God's nature but I'm doing that because I want to emphasize the love of Christ the love of God in sending his son to restore the Gomers of this world. And I have to say that there's more than one way to prostitute yourself. There's more than one way that we can prostitute ourselves, even if we don't do it sexually. We can do it by living beneath our privilege. We can do it by living um, and settling for 
cheapening ourselves and settling for things when God has more in store for us. When God is saying, I am offering you life and I'm offering it to you more abundantly. And yet you want these temporal things. You want these fleshly things. You want these earthly and these carnal things that are against me and that are actually destroying you in the long run. And then when you get done with those earthly pleasures, then you're going to be eternally separated from me anyhow. So what good does it really serve in the long run? Gomer can be you. Gomer can be me. Gomer can be somebody that you know. Gomer can be an actual prostitute. Gomer can be someone who just lives a promiscuous lifestyle, a whorish lifestyle. Gomer can be someone who is, who is uh, shacking up, who is, um, uh, you know, settling for living with someone versus being in the marriage union. Gomer can be someone who's working on a job and that job is using you and sucking the life out of you and cheating you out of what God has for you, but you're too afraid to walk away from that situation and trust God for something better. Gomer are the people in this life who sell themselves cheap, who sell themselves short for a dollar or for other things. It can be for other things. Women sell themselves cheap all the time. Sometimes men do the same. Sell themselves cheap. So, interesting way to open up our show tonight, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what that funny little sound is. Interesting way to open up our show tonight. If you have not been listening... I am Minister Diane Jones, your host for I'm Not the Same Woman That I Used to Be. Another reason that I talk about prostitution is because in my life growing up as a girl, I was uh, exposed to that lifestyle because my uncles used to bring prostitutes to my grandparents' home. And at times when we were visiting, uh, visiting our grandparents, you know, they would come with their women and they would just hang out and sleep over and spend the night. And now, of course, that I'm older and grown and I've experienced life on my own, I really see how things could have been worse in my life than they were. I see that even with the molestation and the sexual abuse that occurred in my life because of my own father, that things could have actually been worse than that because I was exposed to an environment that was very unsafe and very ungodly and, uh, quite frankly, very dangerous. So that is why I talk about prostitution. That's why I talk about it in my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, because it is a form of sexual abuse. Prostitution is another form of sexual abuse. Whether the person prostituting themselves knows it or not, they are abusing themselves. They are allowing others to abuse them. It is abuse of what God created and intended sex to be used for. Sex was not intended to be bought and sold like a commodity. 
So it is a form of sexual abuse. And that's why we are talking for the third week about this very uh, devastating condition in our society. I'm going to give you more history on prostitution tonight. And I'm just going to follow the leading of the Lord and possibly talk more from the book um, by Janice, possibly talk more from my own notes. We're just going to see where it leads us. Get your tea and come back with me in a minute. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Y'all wave your hands, look who's on, it's Dakota Man Keith and he's number one. Now you might think Juan's youth was sad, right. cause he had a death kill mommy and dad. Right. But that ain't the case, nope. it wasn't his fate, nope. the Juan's never struggled to communicate. Ha. Y'all wave your hands, look who's on, it's Dakota Man Keith and he's number one. It's That Keith Wine Show on Toginet.com, Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central. Every week, That Keith Wine Show will have guests that share their experiences, expertise, opinions, and personal lives with us to hopefully help us better understand others. The topics and guests will come from the American Sign Language community. For more on Keith Wine and the show, go to his website, KeithWineWANN.com. Listen with an open mind and willingness to learn and help with the cultural bridge. Number, number one, Keith's number one, everybody back. Don't miss that Keith Wan show Wednesday nights at eight seven central on Toginet.com. Thank God, I am free. I am. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, people. I guess I can give you a proper greeting now because I opened our show. We had a little commercial break. Now I'm going to sip some tea. I hope you have your tea and I hope you're prepared to sip tea with me. I am drinking orange spice, Mandarin orange spice, decaffeinated you know i love to i try to stay away from that caffeine the best that i can i do a pretty good job of it Hmm. oh and i needed that my mouth is already drying out my throat is already drying out because i have been talking a lot today (laughs) 
So pray for me as I continue. Hello, Brother Chris. Are you there? Hello there. Well, how are you, handsome? Just wonderful. Blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly favored. That's a good way to be. That's a good way to be. People, I just want to let you know that uh, Brother Chris is my husband, Minister Jones. And um, he's always listening on the air with us. And I just want to take a moment to talk to him because I haven't got to talk to my honey too much today. And um, give him an opportunity to join us at, at any time should you choose to have something to say. You've been listening to our topic for the last couple of weeks. So. And I know we didn't talk about you having any words tonight, but I'm letting you know that you can join in at any time. You have reached the maximum time permitted for recording your message. Wow. If you're satisfied with the message, press 1. Technical problems. Okay, did you did you take did you get that, Chris? I'm back. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. That's the weirdest thing. But sorry people. <laughs> A little bit of technical problems. So, um do you have any Anything to say about what we've been talking about? Um, subject? No, about not at this point. I'm just, I'm just more listening in than anything. Um, I, I heard you say about the family members and um, more or less the, the the mindset that you saw, um, or the 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 way of life that you saw that was around you as a child and um, how kind of normal it was for them. And so I'm just still listening right now. Okay. Well, the interesting thing too um, is that, yeah, my grandparents were very involved in the church. They were involved in a Baptist church. They were on various committees, you know, ushering and, and um I can't remember for sure if my grandpa was a deacon. I think he was, you know, so they were very involved in the church. But yet at the same time, it was okay for their sons to bring their prostitutes over. And I don't recall, maybe, you know, maybe I was too young to know. Um, I don't recall there ever being any issue with the, the prostitution. That's That's the thing. I mean, if grandma and them were, you know, maybe trying to show the love of Christ and talk to them about getting their life right and things like that, that's one thing. But having youngsters in that environment and just having people, you know, some of some of them I remember being high. I remember um, some of my uncles being high and just knocked out on the couch and sleep and at that time, heroin was the drug of choice, and, you know, that just was not a safe environment for any young child to be in, and I don't remember it ever being an issue, you know. Well, well sometimes um, the devil will, will tell a parent, if a parent's not where they should be, that as long as they're home, they're okay, regardless of what kind of state they're in or, or you know. But that just comes from parenting that don't walk, parents that don't walk in the fullness of what God has for them. Mm -hmm. you know, they'll, they'll just allow anything to happen and, and, and they'll find a way to 
to to compensate for it and say, well, it could be a lot worse. They could be out in the street. At least I know where they are. You right. know, there's parents that that bring drugs, bring marijuana to their kids, and let them smoke it in the house. At least they at least they're home. Yeah, it's, it's a distorted mindset. Amen to that. Amen to that. People would, people would rather not step on your toes and and you be home rather than come come to you correctly and and correct you because they don't want to they don't want you to walk out a mm -hmm. lot of times and and so it's a it's a whole distorted view from just from from the beginning. Right. And there's such a danger in that kind of hypocrisy, though, um, where, where, where Christianity is concerned, you know, because Christianity to me is not about religion. It's not another form of religion to me. Christianity is a relationship with Jesus Christ, and it is the experience that the way one begins to live after they've been born again, and then our ways have to become his ways. And his, his ways are the Bible. The, road, the roadmap is the Bible. So then you have to begin to line up with the word of God and, you know, speak what he says is correct and then stand against that which is not correct. What is that sound? <laughs> and that's what didn't seem to be going on in our, in our environment. I was wondering the same. What is that? What was that sound? <laughs> Did you hear that sound, Chris? Uh, I believe it was my chair. Oh, okay. <laughs> Won't we hear it anymore. <laughs> I was just wondering and everything was all right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's so important, though, to, to live what you talk about when you profess to be a Christian. Because it does more harm than good when other people see your life and see the double standard. And see the hypocrisy. Would you agree? Absolutely. Okay. Well, folks, while we're talking about this subject, I want to let you know that if you would like uh, to call in and say something or make a comment or perhaps a question, I don't profess to be an expert by any means, but I'll try to answer the question. We have some call in lines. 877-864-4869 if you would like to call in and say something to myself or to Chris. But um, just to give you a little bit more history, we've been, we've been doing some review. Um, I did some research and found some information online through the Wikipedia uh, free encyclopedia and I've been sharing that information with our viewers and we are currently up to uh, discussing tonight I'm going to discuss some of the things that were going on in the 16th and 17th centuries 18th centuries 19th up to the 20th century if we get that far okay and the reason that I'm doing this part the reason that I'm talking about the historical part is because I believe it supports what the Bible says about the nature of mankind. The Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked and we can't know it. The depths of what mankind will do. And 
the sin that has been in the earth since the fall of man. Prostitution has been one of those things that has been around since the fall of mankind, since sin came into the earth realm. And so that's why I'm sharing some of this history because it was, it blew, it was like a mind blower to me to even begin to see some of this research. I couldn't believe how sheltered I have even been. Even with the hardship that happened in my life, even with the trauma that happened in my life, I still didn't have a realistic viewpoint of the world view on these kinds of things, on the kinds of sexual abuse that was going on. I thought my situation was somewhat of an isolated incident. And now I'm finding out that, wow, no, this stuff has been going on since, since the fall of man, the sex trafficking, the pedophilia, as we call it, the perversion, as the Bible calls it, uh, the incest, molestation, rape, um, prostitution, you name it. It's been going on since the fall of mankind. It is an inherent part of the human race. Okay? So, let's see. In the 16th and 17th centuries, by the end of the 15th century, attitudes seemed to uh, begin to change. Attitudes, whereas prostitution had been uh, widespread and acceptable on every level, governmental levels and whatnot, in the different uh, countries, because we talked about Rome, we talked about Greece uh, or the Greek uh, the Greek area, uh, the ancient Near East, we talked about Asia. So it was pretty widespread and acceptable. But by the end of the 15th century, the attitude seemed to begin to change and harden against prostitution. Why? Why? <laughs> I found this to be interesting. Why? Was it because of some spiritual awakening? Mm. It doesn't appear that that was the case. It says, an outbreak of syphilis in Naples in 1495, which later swept across Europe and may have originated from the Colombian Exchange, seemed to have a lot to do with the attitudes beginning to change towards prostitution. Now they're dealing with the consequences of their actions. Okay. Now we have an outbreak of syphilis, sexually transmitted disease that's wreaking havoc in, in the lives of people. And that is what began to make them fear and change their attitude that maybe this whole prostitution thing isn't such a good thing after all. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> The prevalence of other sexually transmitted diseases from the earlier 16th century may have been, may have also caused a change in this attitude. Isn't it funny how sometimes we have to get received punishment for the action before we'll wake up and smell the coffee? Isn't that also consistent with the rebellious nature of Be back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. 
This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. I'm back, people. I'm back. Isn't it interesting, as I was saying before the break, that when the sexually transmitted diseases hit the scene, then people started questioning their actions? Well, that was one of the things that seemed to uh, get their attention. But also, with the advent of the Protestant Reformation, Members, numbers of the European towns closed their brothels in an attempt to eradicate prostitution. So when the Protestant movement came along and the awareness of righteousness came to light, and I'm not a theologian, but if I remember correctly, that Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, but Martin Luther was the man who led the Protestant Reformation, and he began to increase the awareness about righteousness, you know, and some things that weren't happening uh, in the Catholic religion and were happening in the Catholic religion that weren't supposed to be happening according to God's word, and he began to protest 
and bring increase the awareness of righteousness then attitudes begin to shift and sway and it looks like I have a caller that is calling so people I'm going to answer this call and see what this caller has to say to us tonight hit hey there caller hello is this Hey there. <laughs> this is this I see. I know who this is. This is Chanel. Chanel, what are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I just wanted to call and say I was listening and I agree with you what you said about how no one ever wants to think about the consequences until something happens. Mm. Okay. So true. Why why do you think why do you agree with that? Why do you why do you agree that people just don't seem to want to pay attention to the consequences until something happens? Why do you think that is, or why do you agree with that? Oh, it just seems like you you know they want to do their own thing, and then when they when something major happens that affects them, then all of a sudden they want to be like, okay, what did I just do to myself? What did I put? myself what type of situation I just put myself in they're not thinking about the what can happen from their actions mm-hmm mm-hmm well that seems to be consistent with with human nature even in my own life there were times that I rebelled against things that I knew I had been taught differently you know and for, for various reasons, for different reasons, I rebelled against those things, thinking, you know, I, I allowed the enemy to, to, to trick me. Right. And I thought, you know, I could come up with a better solution or a better answer than God and rebelled against things. And I experienced some of this my own self. But right. and you cause your, your own self pain for no reason. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know, you know it's wrong and you do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've been there, been there, done that. And there was times that I, I felt like I had the can't help it, you know, because after I got involved in situations, then I felt stuck and like it was hard to get out of. But thank God he, he helped me to, to overcome and to get out of those things. So, you know, I don't get callers. <laughs> So is it okay if I tell the people who you are? That's fine. <laughs> hey, people, you guys that are listening, this is my daughter. This is Chris and I's daughter, Chanel. And I am so happy to have her call me because I think, what, this is the second time since we've been on the air that you've called? Yes. Oh, all right. Have you been listening to any of the other topics on prostitution? Um, a few with, of them. With a few of them? Okay. Yeah. Well, feel free to call me anytime. And um, if you want to stay on the line in case, you know, in case you have any other comments, um, that's, that's, we'd love to have you stay, stay around too. I mean, you know, or if you even want to call back, <laughs> <laughs> we just are so glad that you called. All right. Keep up the good work. Thank you, dear. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, well, Chanel said she, she thought that was interesting, and she agreed with the fact that a lot of times uh, we as people want to do things even contrary to maybe what we've been taught.
until we face the consequences. Then when we face the consequences, then we're going, uh-oh. Now the true repentant heart, the true repentant heart will say, you know what? Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. I knew better. I shouldn't have done that. They'll come clean. They'll humble themselves and they'll come clean. But the, the unrepentant heart might just be sorry that they got caught or might just be, be sorry that they ended up with the, the infection and just do what they have to do to get rid of the infection, the STD, and then keep on doing what they've been doing. That's a fool. That's a fool. I'm sorry to tell you, that's a fool. You know, so the fact that we've all fallen and the fact that we've all sinned and the fact that we've all made mistakes, that's not the issue here. We were born in sin. We were born in sin. The Bible says we were all born and all have sinned and come short of the glory of the God. But the fact that you refuse to awake up and acknowledge your sin, that's where the issue comes in at. That's where the problem is at. So let me see. What else does it say here? <clears throat> the Protestant Reformation caused many European towns to close their brothels in an attempt to eradicate prostitution. Okay, we move on to the 18th century. According to a source in the Ottoman archives, I'm not going to say that long name because it's a tongue twister for me. But according to this source in the Ottoman archives, in the Turkish baths, the masseurs were traditionally young men. Okay, so here we go seeing this, this um, homosexual thing going on again. The young men were the masseurs who helped to wash and bathe the clients, basically. And we're talking about men clients. They were also known as sex workers. They, were, they also worked as sex workers, another word for prostitution. Okay, this, this, this Ottoman, the archives actually gave detailed descriptions of their prices, what kinds of services that they would provide in a sexual, uh, sexually explicit way, the details of their practices and their actions in this, in this, um, this, this source, this Ottoman source archives. Okay, during the British East Indian Company's rule in India, this is in the late 1800s and the early 19th centuries, it was common for British soldiers to engage in inter-ethnic prostitution in India, okay, where they frequently visited the Indian dancers. We move on up to the 19th century. Legalized prostitution became a public controversy as France and the United Kingdom passed the Contagious Disease Act. And that was because of the outbreak of the diseases that happened. Okay. Um, then it goes on to say, a similar situation did in fact exist in the Roman Empire where prostitutes were operating out of government-sanctioned brothels, okay? They were act act operating out of government-sanctioned brothels, but because of the outbreak of the diseases, they were then, they tried to curtail it by giving them passports, yellow internal passports, signifying their status, basically letting people know what they are, what they do, and requiring them to have weekly physicals, you know, 
so that they can check them out, test them, treat them, things of that nature. I'm here to tell you, though, that legalization, uh, medical care, uh, treating the diseases, treating the infections does not remove the stain of the sin of prostitution. It does not remove the stain of the sin of the sexual abuse. It does not re remove the stain of the sin. The only thing that can wash away the stain of that sin is the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay, moving on to the 20th century. This one was a surprise to me. Prostitution was widely legal in the United States, 20th century. Prostitution was made illegal in almost all states between 1910 and 1915. It wasn't until 1910 and 1915 that it became illegal, largely due to the influence of the Women's Christian Temperance Union, which was influential in banning the use of drugs and was a major force in the prohibition of alcohol. The Women's Christian Temperance Union came against prostitution, drugs, and alcohol in the 1900s. That's when it was made illegal in the U.S. Before that, it was also illegal in the United States. A prevalent part of society. No wonder I used to watch cowboy movies and I never really paid a whole lot of attention to it, to the saloon girls. Because they call them saloon girls. <laughs> but there was more going on than drinks. There was more going on than card games and company. <laughs> there was other stuff going on upstairs and wherever else that had no business going on. Anyway. <sighs> Let me take a breath and drink my tea here. We're, we're upon another break, so that'll give me a little bit of a refresher, and I'll be back with you after the break. Mm. Here come the tunes. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. 
Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. I am not the woman I used to be, and I am so thankful that I am free, and I want to help somebody else get free tonight. I want to help someone else overcome the abuse in their life, whether it's self-inflicted or whether it's, um, you know, whether you were a victim of abuse or, or whatever the situation may be, I want to help someone get free tonight. Are you still with me, Brother Chris? I don't think he's still with me. Yes, I am. Oh, okay. (laughs) Did you hear Chanelle when she came on the air? Yes, I did. Wasn't that wonderful? (laughs) Absolutely. All right. What are you thinking? What are you doing over there in in your in your corner? Any any thoughts on what we've said so far? Some of the stuff I read. Well, it make it, it it. it makes sense how the the devil always tries to legalize whatever he wants, whatever his agenda is. He tries to make it as if it's not a big deal. And so just listening listening about the um you know, signing up the government signing up the boys in the Turkish baths and stuff like that. They're they're signing them up so they can identify them, so they can get them cured or whatever to get them back to work, so the money can keep flowing. <laughs> and, yeah. and even even you know in the military, I've heard about you know in 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 Korea, if somebody would get a, a disease or something, an active duty person. They would take a, a big book with a bunch of pictures of women, and you're supposed to pick out which one that burnt you, so they can go and track her down and, and get her treatment, and then put her back to work. Mm. You know, because mm-hmm. she's bad for the economy. Mm. They wanted the military to 
you know, the military dollar means something, that American dollar. And so you don't want to give a bad name anywhere. So they would take pictures of the girls and basically, you know, legalize them. Mm, mm-hmm. And so there's a person out there that's 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 bad that that has a disease or something, you know, and it's all twisted. Right. It's all twisted. And and rather than the GI get in trouble, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they tell you when they in process you and everything about, you know, you better be careful. You better, you know, be careful what you do and everything because there's a lot of diseases out here, but. It's it's not godly, right? So there, it's it's it just paints a picture. That's what came to my mind when you was when you were reading that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of them coming against it for for the danger that it is, period, it was more like okay, well, let's curtail it so that the uh, the financial gain can still happen. Keep the money flowing. Keep the money flowing, yeah. and the guys can still pretty much sow their wild oats. You still know. party. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. get the skunk off the streets and keep partying. Right. But they're all skunks. Right. So. And that's why I find you know, this study has really begun to open my eyes about how, why when the Lord came along and not only him but when prophets and people before him when people when there was big movements and when there was people that came even before he came in his name that began to come against these sins in society why they were hated so much why the true believer now the true Christian not just the believer but why the true Christian is hated so much now because when you begin to come against people's preferences you know when you start to say to them the desires of your flesh are are unhealthy and they are even though they know it i mean they know that they've been to doctors they know that they've had stds they know that there's illegitimate children running around they know that there's broken families and broken homes because of their actions but sin is so treacherous that they don't care and so that evil is so wicked that it would rather shut you up they wanted to shut up the prophets they wanted to shut up the men of god and ultimately they wanted to shut christ up for coming against these sins and the and the damage that it causes because the enemy doesn't want a light shined on them yeah how selfish is that how selfish how ungodly is that that governments and religious leaders would shut these people down instead but, but but profess to be religious too but shut, you know, this down to the point of killing, crucifying, imprisoning, all the things that have happened down through history. Anytime someone came against this sort of illicit behavior, because someone comes along and tells you, you should not be sleeping with a child. You should not be having sex with a child. You should not be having sex with your mother's uh, son or your father's daughter. You should not be having sex with your brother's wife. 
people hated the men of God and hated the word of God because it said no to the flesh. God established a place for sex and it was between a man and a woman and it is in the marriage bed and it is good and it is holy but they said nobody has the right to tell us. Our flesh likes it, we enjoy it, and that's to me the same thing that's going on right now with the legislation and the passing of this same-sex marriage and this these um, homosexual agendas and gay rights movements. They're that's, saying, who, that's who Caesar, that's what Caesar was. Yeah. And anybody that stood against it, he had him killed. Mm-hmm. Anybody that spoke against it or, or, or came and preached the gospel, you know, they were thrown to the lions because Caesar, Caesar was considered a god and he could have whoever he wanted. Mm -hmm. and, and anybody that speaks against it has to be evil. Yeah. Because wow. a, god, a, a god, you can't make, you know, one gender. A god, a god can go where he wants and do what he wants with who he wants. So anybody that speaks against someone who's considered a god has to be evil. Mm-hmm. When the reality was that he was not a god, he was and a those man. and those those uh, rulers were dying of syphilis and stuff like that, or getting poisoned, mm -hmm. <laughs> going going mad, you know, going mad with it because you know there wasn't even cures for that stuff back then. <laughs> but with with the cures, and this is just us talking now off the top. This is not based on any research, but it seems to me that once the cures came along, then that gave some people a green light to continue the uh, behavior. Right, but I don't think those guys were living that long anyway because of their lifestyle. We think age is something that kicked in in the 80s, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, if, we, if we do... Some research on those rulers, the Caesars and stuff, I, I guarantee they probably didn't live to see 40. Well. <laughs> and that so may be another, another study. Yeah. That would be interesting. I believe you're right. In some, some situations, I know some of them were even assassinated, you know, overthrown because they got so crazy and, and way out there with their, their demands and their wickedness that others finally got sick of that, you know. But um, it's just, this has really opened my eyes. And it kind of speaks to what I, what I say when I first start, when I open up the book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, I talk about the fact that millions of people are sexually abused every day. And I talk about the fact that we have to look at, the, we have to look at this, tragedy being bigger than ourselves when you're a victim of something like this you have to come to realize that it's bigger than you and now it's like the lord is really letting me see how big it is when i wrote that i didn't have all this fact these facts and this information i was just writing according to the leading of the lord but now it's like he's giving me the research to back it up this is bigger than an individual this is bigger than me, Diane, or you, the person who's been the victim of abuse. This is a worldwide thing, and it's because of sin. It's because of the prevalence of sin in mankind. And the only answer to that, 
The only answer to that, even though I'm bringing awareness to it, even though other people are starting to bring awareness to it, even though people are talking against it, exposing and telling their stories, the only answer is salvation through Christ to give us the strength and the ability to overcome it and to combat it spiritually. Spiritually. And even with that, it's not going to go away until Christ comes and establishes his kingdom here on earth. It's going to be with us, unfortunately, until then. But I do believe that God is, is bringing judgment against it at this day and time. He's, he's, he is now beginning to, to say, hey, this has come before my nostrils again. It's not the first time in history. But it's come before my nostrils now and it is a stench to me and I am bringing judgment in the land because of it, because the cry of it is so great and the stench of it is so foul that he is saying, I'm going to bring judgment in the land. And I, and I didn't, I never finished the prophetic word that he gave me like back in May 2709. And I know I won't have time to, to do it tonight, but maybe next week we'll have to TBC. We'll have to continue this anyway. So any final thoughts? Oh, here come the tunes. <laughs> Thank you for being with me, husband. I love you. <laughs> love you too. All right, people. Until next week, we'll see what the Lord has in store for us. Love you. Be blessed. Jesus. Mm -hmm.